Welcome to Crash Chords Autographs. Perhaps underrated within the dark corners of music criticism is the importance of spreading positivity in the medium. Thankfully, this necessity is not only considered, but passionately realized by today's guest, Sky Blue, the 23-year-old rap prodigy who lives by the slogan, I don't rap, I paint the sky blue. Released on September 28th, his new record, Sky Blue's Unmodern Life, reflects this philosophy in its smooth tones, warm imagery, and pointed lyrics about overcoming setbacks. With Matt, Sky Blue discusses the theme of positivity and how surprisingly rare it is across multiple genres. Having dabbled in nerdcore as well, he conveys his influences, his aspirations, and a deep love for anime. So without further delay, here's Matt Storm and Sky Blue. Hello, is this Sky Blue? Yeah, this is me. Hey, man, how are you? Good, how you doing? Good, good. Um, thank you for taking the time to do the interview today. Oh, no problem, man. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Um, so, uh, I appreciate uh, Random putting us in touch. I'm a huge fan of his work as well. I'd actually heard your album through his um, Bandcamp page before he had made the intro. So when he had asked if I wanted to do the interview, I was pretty stoked because I, I love that record. I think you did a wonderful job with it. Thanks, man. I really appreciate that. Yeah, it's not often that you really get to hear... I mean, I listen to a lot of different kinds of hip-hop, from old-school stuff to nerdcore to all sorts of stuff, but you don't hear a lot of overwhelmingly positive-spun hip-hop music, and I think that's that's a nice, refreshing kind of perspective. Um, Is there a reason that you kind of write that way? Is it just based on your own personality, your own outlook, or has something inspired you to write that way? Um, Well... I basically write them because it's just like, it's just like being me, you know? Kind of like based off of everything I've been through in life and, and stuff, and I kind of just like use that as a tool to motivate me to, you know, type music I make and what I want to, you know, what I want to portray with my music, like what I want to do, and that's, you know, spread love, you know, and positivity and still let people know that it's cool to be yourself and have fun, you know? So that's kind of like... My music is coming off as the type of person I am in my mentality. So, you know, I'll just be who I am, you know. That's, that's really cool. I mean, and it's good to be true to yourself when you're writing, you know. If people, you know, there are plenty of rappers, rockers, pop stars who write kind of fake, kind of just put stuff out there. And it's obvious what's real and what's not. So I think that comes across pretty clear in your music that you're writing from the heart and from what's personal to you. Um my next question is, how did you hook up with Random? How did the two of you uh, meet? Um, he came to, um, he came and did a, um, I met him before he came to North Carolina. Um, he was, um, he um, had a show with Lewis Logic in Raleigh in North Carolina one time. And um, <clears throat> he, um, he had reached out to me. He was just like, I want you to open for it. I knew him before then because we had a song called Game Over. And, yeah. um, you know, that that's doing really that's that's, you know, being a fan favorite. And then um he was like, uh he reached out of the motor was like, Yeah, I want Scott Blue on the show and then from there, you know, he um he's just been 
just taking care of me, like, you know, teaching me the ins and out of uh, the music business and um, giving me advice and stuff and just bringing me up, you know, something that um, he said that uh, he wanted coming up and he didn't have a chance to have, so he wants to um, extend that to me, you know. So it's been a blessing that he's been um, been like a mentor, a big brother, you know. And then um, he's just been keeping up with all my stuff. And he took me on my first tour uh, this year, you know, with him and D&D Slugger, so that's been a blessing, you know. And then he was just like, yo, we're going to put this album out. And we went from there, you know. Awesome. Excellent. Um, and so have you always been interested in, in hip hop and rap since you were, since you were little? Is that something you always wanted to pursue? Nah, it wasn't. It's just something I really liked. Like I liked it for, um, probably since, uh, I was a little kid, you know, cause I grew up listening to it. And, um, my stepdad would play real good stuff. You know, he put me on not only soul, jazz, and, you know what I'm saying? And like a lot of the good rap, like, um, Tupac, Nas, Common, uh, a tripod quest and all that, you know, and I got older and I realized that, dang, I grew up on that. So I was able to differ, uh, differentiate the difference between uh, the good stuff on the radio and the stuff I like. So I was just like, nah, you know. And as um, I listen to it more and more, it's been my escape, you know, as to growing up in foster and all that stuff, music's always been a gateway for me. And um, I just got older and I was like, yo, this is what I'm, this is in me. This is what I need to do. So that's what I started saying, you know. Excellent, very cool. Um, is is your if you had to pick a specific rapper that was your biggest influence on the music you make, uh, would there be one that comes to mind? Yeah, um, definitely um, Lupe Fiasco. Like um, before um, before I, I I was introduced to him. I was uh, it was uh, like common, common and Q-tip, but when uh, Lupe came out, he really impacted me, and I was just like, man, this is what I want to do. This guy just, just being himself, having fun, he's a nerd, he's just like a cool dude, and he's speaking about what's going on in reality. So I was like, yeah, he was a big influence for sure. And so you mentioned earlier that you uh, went out on your first tour with uh, with Random uh, recently. Um, do you have any plans to go on tour again? Are there specific cities you'd love to hit up if you do go on tour again? Yeah, um, me and uh, me and D and D Sluggers are going to hit a quick run real quick in November. Get up a few spots and, um, that we haven't um, that we haven't um, touched in uh, the East Coast. And I want to go to the West Coast as well because they have a lot of fans there. A lot of my fans are actually overseas as well, like Japan and Korea and stuff and France. But I, so I definitely want to go over there. I want to move to Japan. I want to get away from here. Wow. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, me and um, me and D&D Studies are going to hit a few uh, stops in our East Coast in November. Very cool. And uh, so you say you want to move to Japan. Uh, what what interests you about moving out to Japan? What What's out there that you really want to get out there for? Well... A big, uh, my big influence, um, I mean, not big influence, but uh, I'm a big fan of, uh, of like, um, the Japanese culture, man, you know, and, um, not, not just that, like, anime and everything, and, like, uh, the movies, and just their culture over there just seemed like, you know, nicer people and the atmosphere. I heard my friends went over there, they said the air is much fresher, they ain't got all the chemtrails and stuff in the sky, and, um, it's just uh, something I wanted to do, and I have a lot of fans. That I released a project, um, this this uh, label in Korea. They re-released a project I released called Journeys of the First Person, 
and um, they released it over there, and it was done. It's big over there. It's done really, done really well, you know. So it's getting to the point where I need to go ahead and go over there for the tour and stuff. But when I do go, I'm gonna stay. Cool, awesome. <laughs> that's, that. that's definitely not something I've heard very commonly. You know, I've spoken to a lot of different artists, and you know, most of them are either happy where they are, or they're looking to move around a little bit in the states. But you know, Japanese going to Japan is a big move. But I mean, it sounds like yeah. you're you're already set on it, and that's great to have a kind of a goal and a focus. Oh, definitely, man. Um, so besides doing uh, rap, obviously, because that's obviously I'm guessing one of your biggest passions. Do you have you mentioned anime before? But do you have any hobbies that you're really into? Things that you uh, you prefer to do when you're not writing or recording? Um. And I'm a I'm a big anime fan, so I'm definitely always watching some anime and um playing video games of course, you know. And just hanging out with friends and stuff. And um that's about it. That takes up most of my time right there. I think I think a lot of my deep thinkers, so I'm always thinking. Like I just like look off in the space and just think a lot about, you know, the world and stuff. And then like music related stuff. So those are my uh, hobbies right there, man, just enjoying life, you know. Yeah, well, that's a good way to be, you know, focusing on that stuff. Is there a game, a video game that you're playing right now? I'm I'm a big gamer myself, but I kind of don't have time to play. I've mostly been playing the new Smash Brothers for the 3DS because I can take that with me. But is there a game that's, like, really, really got you going right now? Uh, Evil Inside. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that game is awesome. So I'm going to be playing that heavy. <laughs> Very cool. And uh, what's your console of choice? Do you have a preferred uh, video game console? Um, I'll take um, probably uh, Nintendo 64 over anything. Wow, that's a good one. That one's old school. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I still remember when I first got my first N64 and a copy of GoldenEye. It was like my my ma- mind was expanded, you know? Man, GoldenEye is where it's at. We played that um, when we had... Um, exams at school it um and then it's like a week and then after the exams over during the morning time you know either you can go home or you can stay around and stuff and then like people will like bring the 64s and we have like golden night tournaments just smash bros and stuff i'm not a smash bros fan but i, I guess i'll play it yeah, GoldenEye was one of those games where I would play with my friends growing up, and I had a friend who was really good at it, and he would make you chase him and empty your clip trying to hit him, and then as soon as you were out of ammo, he'd kill you, and then start going click, 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 to insult you on top of it. Man, that's how it was with, um, with Toe Rock. We used to play Toe Rock two seasons of evil a lot. And we used to put it in that code to get all the guns, and then you can make people turn into monkeys and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I haven't I haven't played any N64 games in ages, but I used to like that was my first big console that I got like as a teenager that I was like I I need this system, you know. And now it's like video games have gotten so expansive. It's like I'm I even have trouble keeping up with so many different ones and so many different consoles and stuff. Yeah, uh, it has. And big uh, bigger's not always better. Sometimes I agree absolutely. That's definitely very wise. Um, the next thing I wanted to ask is, um, you know, since your roots are mostly in hip in hip hop and that's what you, you know, that's what your biggest influence were. Is there anything outside? I imagine there's things outside of hip hop that you listen to as well. Are there any other genres that influenced you as well coming up or any bands that, uh, people who know you for hip hop might be surprised that you like? Oh, definitely, man. I, I, um, 
I'm a huge jazz fan, so I love like a lot of jazz, smooth jazz. Um, um, grew up on soul as well, you know, so a lot of like Temptations, Marvin Gaye, stuff like that. But um, I'm a huge ska rock fan, man. Ska rock and alternative rock. So I like um, some of my favorite bands are like Real Big Fish, Sublime, New Radicals, Goat Wax, um, Sugar Ray. So I love them. I listen to them almost more than rap. Wow, that well, that actually, I do. That actually surprises me. I I thought I was the only person on the planet who still listened to Sugar Ray. Uh, I've been following Sugar, them since Sugar they came out. Amazing. Yeah, Mark McGrath is one of those artists that, like, when I started coming up, and I wanted, you know, I always had dreams of being involved in the music industry in some degree. Now I'm running my own website yeah. and podcast. But at, at one point, when I had dreams of being a singer, like he was my first real like impact inspiration because he had all these great pop songs, but he also knew how to sing a hook and he knew how to you know even flow a little bit. Like it was it was just he he came from so many different backgrounds. It was always fascinating to me the direction that band yeah. took. Um, so uh, uh, the area you're living in now, you said it was uh, North Carolina, yeah? Yeah, Chapel Hill. Chapel Hill. And so did you, uh, you said you come from foster, foster care. Um, how long have you been in, in North Carolina for? Five, five, six years. Five, six years. Yeah. And do you like it in North Carolina? Is it got, does they have a good ma- music and hip hop scene over there? I mean, that's yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, scene is, uh, we got some real, we got some talent here. You know, if we all come together and be unified, we could really be a force to be reckoned with, you know, like, like California and all that, but um, uh, it's cool. It's real chill, laid back, you know. Uh, like I said, I'm moving. To, I'm gonna move to Japan. That's just my ultimate goal. But as far as now, yeah, it's, it's definitely a chill place. Cool. That's great. Yeah, I don't. I don't know a lot of artists from that area, so I'm always interested to hear. I'm always interested to hear about music scenes in different places because I, I grew up. I was born and grew up in New York, so we've always had a thriving music scene that fluctuates. But, you know, I was, yeah. I'm always interested in what other music scenes are like because they're they're often vastly different from New York. Oh, yeah, I definitely can um, introduce you to some people here. That's really dope, man. Cool. Sure. Definitely. Um, another thing I wanted to tell you, more mention besides asking the question. Well, actually, I'll, I'll ask the question. So, obviously, the album, because I haven't mentioned it on the air yet, is Sky Blue's Unmodern Life. The cover, the inspiration, is one of my favorite cartoons of all time, which is Rocco's Modern Life. Um, which I'm guessing you are a fan of. What was the uh, inspiration to use that artwork? Is it just the, the title kind of made it solid for you, or did you always want to do something like that? I always wanted to do that. Like as um cartoons, you know, I I would like drown, like uh, lose myself into in cartoons, video games, and music. As I pursued music more, I was like, one day I'm going to definitely do this Rocco's Modern Life theme album, and I'm going to put myself in the middle. Like, I'm definitely going to do that. And then as it came close to it, I was like, yeah, this is this is the time. That time in my life where I want to tell them stories from Hey On and all that because they're related to my life, and my life has already been on Martin, so I was like, this is perfect. There you go. That that's pretty solid. If you're a Hey Arnold fan, you should check out um, a rapper who I'm a fan uh, a fan of named Beefy does a song about Hey Arnold on his uh, oh. one of his more recent EPs, um, where oh, nice. all TV and like and TV and movie themed and, and the cover art is like in the Netflix font, and he does a song about Hey Arnold. So you should definitely check that out. I think. Yeah, keep out of it. No, I definitely will, man. Um, 
so your album's got a bunch of tracks and a ton of content, which I think is great. You know, I feel like well, too many people fall into this trap of doing like a 10 track album. It's a half hour. And they're like, oh, that's enough. You know, I don't need to do more. But you really explore a huge range on your record. If you had to pick, and I know this is always a tough question. If you had to pick one song that's your favorite, at least to perform live, let's say, do you have a song that you really love performing live above the others? Um, on, on this album or in general? Or in general. It's fine too. Sure. Um, the song called, um, called, um, Nothing About It. Because it kind of like sums up what I, what I do. Mm-hmm. What I represent, you know. And it's, um, it's Latin for a cloud walker, an orthodox, an orthodox person, the one who is like, lives in his, within his own imagination. And it just, it just sums me up, you know. And when I make that song, people like, yo, this is one of your best songs. And the beat and the way that I come across on it, and it's been fun to perform. So it's probably one of my favorites of performance right now, you know. Excellent. Um, I want to go back to what you were talking about, about hitting the East Coast. Just because I'm in the East Coast, I'm curious, do you guys have specific places in the East Coast you definitely plan on hitting, or are you still figuring that out? Uh, say it again? Um, so I'm in the East Coast, so I'm curious if you guys have picked – uh, actual places that you're going to hit up when you come to the East Coast, or are you just kind of still working out those details? Um, we're still working out details, but uh, I know for sure he got some places in uh, North Carolina. Um, I think we hit up Atlanta, uh, Florida, and um, he gonna um, let me know all the dates and places soon. Cool, excellent. Well, after this interview, this interview is probably not going to go up till next month because it's a bi-weekly release. So, and there are yeah. a couple other interviews ahead to go up, but when it does go up, if I haven't heard yet by then what those dates are, I'll reach out to you because I'd love to post the dates with it so people can see where they can find you once the episode goes up. Okay, cool. Um, so we covered video games, which you're a big fan of, and some of your inspiration being cartoons growing up. Um, are there any other big nerdy uh, things that kind of help form your personality uh, besides... So you mentioned anime, actually. Let's go back to that because I'm a fan of anime myself. Is there a favorite anime that you're really digging right now? Um, right now, probably uh, not a well, not just over time, but like more of a newer kind of, I guess, I guess it would be uh, Attack on Titan and Blue Exorcist. Yeah, that's that name. Attack on Titan. I've been. I watch a lot of older school anime just because that's what I I kind of came up watching, like Dragon Ball Z and Cowboy Bebop and Trigun. Dude, I don't those watch... are the best ones. Those are my favorite of all time for sure. Like Dragon Ball Z, uh, Trigun, Yu Yu Hakusho, Cowboy Bebop. Yu uh, Yu Hakusho. That's another one. Yeah, but like, so I keep hearing my friends talk about Attack on Titan. And I haven't watched it yet, but I keep hearing that I have to watch it. So one of these days yeah, I'm gonna sit should. down and watch it. It's it's awesome. You should definitely check that out, man. Sure. But but yeah, I, I still remember when when I was in high school and I'm dating myself a little bit, but when Adult Swim really first became a thing and they started showing animes at night unedited, I was like, What is this? I was like, that was it. It was all over for me. Like I couldn't get my hands on those DVDs fast enough. I was in Chinatown in New York City like every weekend, just buying them a season at a time until I had them all. Man, me too. <laughs> I was the same way. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, now they're everywhere, but I remember when, like, I would be the gatekeeper, like I'd show people Cowboy Bebop and they'd be like, what is this? This is amazing. Cause the first anime I I'd like really it. seen with no lasers, no, pe- nobody flying, like it was all machines and spaceships and it was like a Western in space. It was, it was great. 
Yeah, it was. Like, it's so well done. And the music, the, the cinematics, everything, the dialogue, it's great. Yeah, it's one of those shows that really transcends. And also, even the it was the first show I ever watched where the American cast was just as good as the Japanese cast. You know, like Stephen Bloom, that's when I fell in love with him as voice actor, because him as Spike Spiegel, like, I can't imagine anybody else doing that voice. Nah, no. No. And it has to, it has to be Steve. <laughs> um, so, I... One of my favorite tracks actually on the uh, on the record is the one that's produced by Random Beats, uh, Makeshift Flow. Um, what, oh, I wanted, yeah. what, what I wanted to ask about that song and more about your writing in general is, do you come up with the, 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 the lyrics first or do you guys kind of put together a beat, produce something, and then you kind of come up with the lyrics after that? Like, how does the writing process go? Well, sometimes uh, I have a song in my head and I have an idea of what I wanted to sound like, and then I tell my producers, like, yo, can we do this and that? But a lot of times now, it's just like, that's, I have an idea in my head, but I won't write it until I hear a beat because I want to write the melody. And, like, you know, I study the melodies and the rhythms. So uh, I'll wait till I get the beat to write to it. But a lot of times I'll jot down ideas in my phone or whatever or random lyrics, and I just have to reword them and reshape them to the beat. Or, like, my... I, I personally like writing to the beat because I like, you know, I just like zone out to the beat and the melody and I write it, you know, and I kind of like format it that way. And do you, do you often, do you struggle to, to come up with lyrics or is it kind of easy for you? Do you kind of just zone out and it just comes to you? Yeah, it definitely comes. That's why like people say, you release a lot of projects, how do you keep doing it? I'm just like, it just flows, man, when I'm in the zone and, I, you know, I know what I want to talk about, so I just do it, you know, it just, it just flows. Very cool. Um, so we were talking about your influences before, and you had mentioned people like Common and, and Q-Tip. And if you had, if you could do a duet or you know do a back and forth with any artist, anybody, living or dead, is there like a pinnacle that you would pick? Like I want to do a, a, a back and forth with that artist. Is there like a, a dream duet for you? Um, how many people can I pick? <laughs> can it be like this, or just a duet, just two people, just me and one other person? Make it an all-star song. Let's pick you you and four other rappers doing a, like a Monstars theme from Face Jam kind of thing, you know. What what would those artists be like? What would your dream team be like if you were to put a track together? It would be me, um, it would be me, Tupac, Amy Winehouse, Common, and Michael Jackson. <laughs> nice, powerful. That that and see, I want to hear that song because uh, none of those people had kind of really sung together. So that would be that'd be an impressive track. Yeah, I think that'd be amazing, man. Not even count myself. I'm just like in general, that would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm guessing you're a Michael Jackson fan as well, then. Oh yeah, I love Michael Jackson. I love him. What did you think of the new record that they released? That was reproduced and put out uh, this year. Did you like it? The, the the they put out a new record recently uh of some of his older tracks that were spruced up and reproduced by uh by Timberland and oh. Justin Timberlake. Did you hear that? Did you get to hear that album? Yeah, I ha I have it. It's it's very dope actually. Yeah, it's one of those things where like I'm blown away by I mean the original vocals were tight to begin with, but the fact that once they put that beat over it and they restructured those songs like those would have been those were huge hits now, but imagine what they would have done for Michael's career because that album was way better than the last album he released while he was alive. That album wasn't as great, but this one, I was blown away by the quality of it. 
man, they was Timberland was right, you know. They they put him in the right they put him in the right hands because Timberland did his thing on that. Yeah, and it it goes to show that you know a, a good a good lyricist can get far, but if you're in the right hands and you work with the right people, you can you can blow up and it'll get you where you need to be. And it's just a shame that he's having this resurgence after he passed away because he was a great artist and. Uh, you know, it's a bummer that this album is getting such a claim and he's not here to, you know, enjoy it or take advantage of it. Yeah, I hate that, man. Michael, Michael was a true revolutionary, man. Yeah, I still are. I get into fights with people because I talk about how the be- nobody <laughs> needs to make pop music anymore because he wrote the best pop record ever. Thriller is the best pop record <laughs> you can ever make from start to finish, and no one will ever make anything better than that. You know, you can come close, but that record didn't have a bad moment on it, you know? No. Not at all, man. <laughs> like his, his, yeah, his legacy, man. The songs he made, the, the things he did, yeah. I'd never be another. That's for sure, man. Yeah, he's definitely one of a kind. Um, besides, uh, uh, what we were talking about before, do you find yourself uh, uh, leaning towards sports at all? Do you watch basketball, football, anything like that? Baseball. Yeah, I'm a basketball fan, a football fan, but um, college. College? Oh, cool. It's more, it's more, it's more exciting to me. College football, and college basketball. It's way more exciting than NBA and NFL. That's what I've heard. Like, I haven't really watched NBA since the last strike they had uh, ages ago. And football, I'm a Giants fan, so after the last couple of seasons, it's like I don't know if it's even worth watching anymore. <laughs> Yeah, I feel you, man. And this college is just more exciting, and the fans, you know, and they they playing for more, you know. So right. Well, more, more drive and ambition when they play. Because they're trying college, to get in the field. You already made it. Yeah, sure, that's true. Yeah, because that, that they're still hungry for it at that step. They're still trying to get to that next level. Yep. Um, we're talking before about favorite songs and, and songs on the new record on, on the new record um, if you had to pick a song that was like the most representative of you or the most personal to you is there a song that comes to mind on, on Modern Life? My most personal song on there? Yeah uh, My most personal song is definitely Parents Day Yeah and why, and why would you say that that's the most personal song for those who might not have heard the record yet? Because I always, like, I'm always talking about everything else. I'm always talking about life and other people's story. So when they heard me, you know, and the way I came across on the song, it was like, oh, there's another story about a boy. And then next thing you know, at the end, they realized, oh, wow, he's talking about himself. So that's where everybody hit me up. And even Mega Ram was like, got Terry. He was just like, just to hear me, you know, come out of that shell and finally, like, say what's wrong, say what happened in my life, you know. That was like a big deal. So it took a lot for me to do it, for sure. Is it is it hard for you to write a song that close to your heart, or do you just do it because you know it's got to get out there? Yeah, it, it like I always write, you know, like you know, songs that's like close to my heart and stuff. But like, that one was different. That one was definitely like real hard to do and write it. Um, I think I, I read in the press release for the record that that Rand had sent me, but I want to make sure. So you're only twenty three, correct? Yeah. Wow. You're nine years younger than me. I feel really old. Anyway, um, so this is huge for someone who, at such a young age to kind of break out like this. Um, uh, what what would you – is there anything that makes this harder for you at your age, like you feel like you're not quite ready for, or are you just ready to take everything head on no matter what the challenge? Does it not matter? Yeah, it don't matter. I'm ready. 
I like I had the right mindset. I know what I'm here to do. So I'm I'm make just doing it the right way without selling out. There you go. I think I think you got a good head on your shoulders, and I think you're gonna you're gonna go places. One of my favorite things about the uh, the write up for the record that you have this kind of this this motto. You paint the sky blue. Um, where would you say that kind of motto came from? Is it just because of your positive a- attitude? Like, is that what you're trying to represent? That that you're not just making music, but you're kind of actually painting a picture. Yeah, it's like that, and I kind of already had that mindset. But as people listen to my songs, they will always be like, "Yo, you kind of just like take me to another place. Like, you paint this picture, and I can vision, I can visualize it every every time I listen." And then I was like, "Okay, that's cool. That's what I want to do." And then, you know, this world can be a, you know, it can be a a, a dark place, you know, like, and that's the whole gray skies analogy, you know symbolizing sadness and grief and despair, but like blue skies are always like hope, peace and happiness, you know? So I'm like, that's what I want to, that's what I want to do. I want to paint the sky blue when people are like feeling down or like feel like the world's against them when they listen to my music and then like brighten them, brighten up their day or their mindset, you know? Yeah, totally. I, I totally understand. Um, the rapper, like the sky blue. <clears throat> yeah. Well, and also you want to differentiate differentiate yourself from everybody else. You don't want to be just another rapper. You know, you want to you yeah, want to definitely. get across that that you're here and you're doing something just a little bit different. Definitely. Um so I know this new record just came out um within the last year. Um are you working on stuff for a new record? Do you have any plans for a follow-up yet? Oh yeah, I'm definitely um I'm already working on my next project. I haven't recorded yet, but I'm I'm getting the concept together and beats together for uh, something uh in uh December or January. Very cool. That's quick. Um does the album this concept have a title yet or are you still working on that? Yeah, I I know what I'm going to do with it. I just haven't um picked the name yet cuz it's it's going to follow a story. So I, I got to um figure out the exact name for it but yeah when, when I excellent get- and I, I like that idea of following a concept and creating a story i think records are very powerful when they're telling a narrative um on yeah. um, we I have another podcast besides this one that i do weekly um where me and two co-hosts review a record every week if you ever find yourself in new york for an extended period of time we'd love to have you on that too uh, we bring guests on and they'll bring an album that influenced them or just something new that they want to talk about so, but, uh, we always talk about how the narrative is really important on an album. And even if it's not a completely cohesive story, as long as there's some kind of through line, but the more powerful the connection on a record, I think the stronger it becomes. So it's exciting to me to hear that you're putting a record with, with, with a storyline and with a through line. Cause I think that's going to have a huge impact. Definitely, man. I, I would love to do that, man. I appreciate it. I would definitely do that. Excellent. Cool. Yeah, we uh, we do it every week, and we uh, we j- actually just released a new episode today. We featured Schaefer the Dark Lord uh, was our guest, and uh, we chatted about his album, which was also narrative-driven, called Sick Passenger, which if you haven't heard, I recommend you go check out, because uh, he did some great stuff with that record. Oh, nice, man. Yeah, I definitely got to hear it. We had did a show with him on our, on our tour with Megaran in uh, Brooklyn. Oh, oh, awesome! Yeah, he's a he's a good dude. He, uh, me, and him have been friends for a few years now. When my website first started, I did a uh, one-on-one interview with him that I typed up. Uh, it was back before I was actually recording interviews, and uh, he's a good dude, and he's got he makes some great music. So yeah, you should definitely check that out. Yeah, he does. Um, is there if you since you, I mean you seem to be incredibly adept at this at such a young age? That's not 
you know, a coincidence. I'm sure you bust your ass to be that good. But if you had to give advice to up and coming, you know, musicians, people who are trying to make it, who are just starting out, what would be your best suggestion to them? The thing that they should do that might help them get to that next step. Um, just don't, don't try to follow what everybody else is doing. Just find what, you know, find what separates you from the next person because there's so many, so many rappers, you know, so many rappers and musicians, you got to find your niche and what's your sound, you know, and when you get that, you just know that and just keep pushing that, you know, don't, don't look at what the next man is doing. It's like, oh man, maybe I should do this because it's being successful. It may take time, but you just got to push, you know. Just follow that dream. Whatever that dream is, keep pushing towards that. Wise words. You're wise for 23, my friend. Um, and it's been a pleasure talking to you. I really appreciate you taking the time to do the interview. I'm excited to watch your career blow up because you're definitely going to go places. You're, you've got a unique take on hip-hop and music in general that I haven't heard in a long time. So I'm... I'm, yeah, I'm very impressed. And, and you definitely, when you're in New York, you, you hit me up. You've got my number now. Hold on to it and stay in touch. Um, we'd love to have you on the other show. And, uh, I'll keep you posted since I have the email uh, once the show goes up. Like I said, it'll probably be in about a month. But, uh, but uh, thank you for taking the time to chat with me. I really appreciate it, man. Oh, no problem at all. Thank you, man, for reaching out. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. I'll see you around next time when you're in New York, Sky Blue. Thank you. Okay, man. Peace out. Peace. If you enjoyed these interviews, please subscribe to this and the Crash Chords podcast on iTunes, where you can also rate us and review us. You can also like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Crash Chords Web, our Tumblr, and our YouTube channel. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to post in the comment area below each post. And keep the discussion going, because remember, music is life, and life is good.